Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Middle Ground. I almost said Middle Ground Monday. <laughs> I mean, it is Middle Ground Monday, or whenever you're listening to this, but welcome back to Middle Ground. Um, we're happy that you're here. I am Caroline. And I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm like, do you want me to say my name? Yes, I want you to say your name. Uh, we've, we like haven't been doing that recently. I've been listening to the episodes, and... There were like four in there that we haven't been like, I'm Caroline and I'm Joe. We haven't introduced ourselves? No. Oh. Isn't that weird? Sorry, everybody. I know. This is Caroline's voice. That's why we need an intro. Yeah. Caroline and I have been talking recently about how a lot of the podcasts that we listen to have awesome intros. Like, it's like, oh, I need to turn my phone on airplane so that it's not buzzing. Um, No, but a lot of the podcasts that we listen to do cool like intros like it'll be like hey everybody and welcome back to middle ground you know whatever um and then it'll be like middle ground podcast yeah. <laughs> and a little and it'll steel. do like a little intro yes and i feel like we need that yeah so do i all right well that's that's my whole my whole deal that's all <laughs> i got i wonder if people i was gonna bring this up if they know our voices by now i'm sure yeah I don't know. I just get weirded out. I'm Caroline. Sometimes people sound similar on podcasts. Like they have, I don't feel like we have similar voices though. No, I don't think so. Like I'm very like, not monotone, but. But I feel like I'm like that too. Okay. Maybe we sound exactly the same. Maybe. Maybe they thought I was Joe talking. Yeah, maybe. But anyways, (laughs) before we get into this amazing episode, Joe, what was your grounding moment? Um... I always panic whenever I I get asked first. Like, whenever I ask you first, I already have something ready. Uh, Oh, I know what my grounding moment is. Who am I? What? The weather. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The weather is definitely my grounding moment. We got to drive around with the windows down yesterday, and I... I think I cried. I was so happy. (laughs) It literally cured our seasonal depression. (laughs) Like, I... Just... There's so little to do right now to cope with the world and the pandemic and just socially everything's different and a lot of my tools that I use in order to make it through the winter and feel good are not readily available which is fine like I'm pivoting and I'm learning and I'm but I just it's, it's been hard yeah and um yeah having a 70 degree day I, I lost my ever loving mind I know it was beautiful. Yeah. Today it's a little bit cooler, but still sit outside weather. I know. I know. I, oh, that car just blinded me. I saw it happen. It, Our window's just a little bit open, and um, a car just drove by, and like the reflection yeah, the in the sun window caught it. It literally, was a Jeep. It was only across your eyes, too. Nothing else. I literally saw like a white light like I was yeah. dying oh I watched God, it happen it. and then I watched your reaction <laughs> well anyway we're all over the place but the weather the weather's my grounding moment yeah but I also am appreciating all the downtime and the snow and the like I like all the change yeah. and the you know it, it's all had a purpose yeah yeah I agree um my grounding moment was also yesterday I love the weather and all that but we had this huge content day and we haven't had that in a long time like last year I'm, I was thinking in my head I couldn't get words out because I was like uh I don't know I'm like are you kidding I, I don't remember the last time we got to do that I know we did like 10 outfits it was a lot yeah 
It was a lot. It was fun and warm. Like, it was just a good day. I had a really good day. We got to do everything outside. Yeah. And like you were saying, it's hard. It's been hard in the winter because, you know, we're locked in kind of, sort of. And like you said, we're not, we don't have those things that we used to do to distract ourselves from the cold and all of that. And I've had swimming. Like, swimming's been my therapy all the way. Um, but even this morning with the weather, like compared to last week, I swim in the snow and it's outdoors, but swimming in just 50 degree weather, I'm like, this makes my day. Like, it's just so much better. Um, but yeah, anyways, that was just a long sidetrack. My grinding moment was yesterday and shooting content. Love doing that. We had our intern who's not really our intern anymore. I know she's not our intern anymore. She's graduated. We just all of our interns that we've had, we've really loved, but, um, Becca, who we, um, still shoot with every once in a while is also a content creator and she doesn't have a lot of friends that create content. Mm -hmm. Like it's something she's really passionate about and kind of going at by herself and her boyfriend shoots some of her content. But whenever we have content days, we always try to shoot her a text because it's, we have an episode upcoming on the schedule about content creation. So we're actually going to drop a Q and a box. Is that next week? That is next, next week. week. Yes. So we're going to drop a Q&A box for you guys to ask any and all questions you have about content creation. But something I feel like a lot of people don't know is how much time and effort goes into being able to like have a presence yeah. consistently on social media. And so because we want to encourage her to keep doing that and she doesn't have those, we always, we, we love her. And yeah. she comes and yeah. shoots with us and shoots some of our middle ground content. And taking on another Instagram has been hard. Because we have Carol, like, well, I don't. You have yours. Yes. I have mine. And then we have middle grounds. Right. Which Caroline manages most of middle ground mm-hmm. stuff on her own. Um, and, and it's, I have Matt's now too, which he's doing his captions and he's only posting like once a week. Right. But now I'm thinking, oh, I need to get Matt yeah. content to put up. <laughs> it's wild. Like. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Because it's not like a, we'll talk about this next week, but it's not like a person, it's not the same as personal it's not organic, like, oh, look, I'm here. Yeah. It can be sometimes. Yes. Anyway, we'll go into detail on that yes. <laughs> tomorrow. I, my brain is, I'm pregnant. Baby brain. I hate that term because I don't want it to be real, <laughs> but it's so real. Yeah. I also had coffee this morning, and my whole demeanor is different when I've had coffee. <laughs> I've only had a yeah, little bit, but That's I haven't. so interesting because I'm not like that. Like, when I have coffee, I don't even feel it, really. But I don't drink coffee. That's true. Like I didn't have like a, a latte. I had a like a, an eight ounce coffee, mm-hmm. whatever. And and I haven't because I've been pregnant and I don't drink a lot of coffee. Right. I've been mostly just saying no. Yeah. Which not that you you can have within. And this morning I woke up earlier than my alarm, so I was like, I'm gonna do a coffee, and I am. <laughs> I'm not like jittery. I'm just. Yeah, she's awake, mm. guys. She's awake, and it's perfect because this episode. I want to disclose is that we're talking from you guys know from the title all about freedom and financial independence. You didn't have a grounding moment. Yes, I did. What was baby yours? brain? What was yes, you- I did. What was yours? <laughs> Mine was yes. <laughs> oh, content creation day. Gosh, darn it. I was like, what in my head I did, but I definitely did. Okay. Anyways. Sorry, everyone. We're talking about, I'm going to get kicked off the podcast. It's just me now guys. Um, no, anyways, we're talking about freedom and financial independence. And I 
am not good at this subject um, at all. It's not true. I'm not good. I mean, I'm not not good. I'm young, and Mm -hmm. money is fun for me, and I have a good relationship with money, and I'll dive deeper into that later. But for the majority of this podcast, you're going to hear Joe's voice because Joe is You almost just called me Jordan. No, I I almost called you George or something like that. No, you didn't. Because that's not my name. I went like George. I know. <laughs> I have the giggles. Anyway, you're going to hear Joe's voice for the majority of this podcast um, because Joe is a money wizard. And you'll find I'm that not out. a money wizard. She is. She is. She really is. Um, I've learned a lot from her, and I hope you guys learn a ton because she does have quite a bit of information up in that noggin. So take it away. Okay, I want to go ahead and kind of start from the beginning and say that whenever it comes to money management, it's not, it's like anything else in life. It's not one size fit all. Just like there are different jobs that set different people's souls on fire, that get them excited and jazzed. There are different ways to go about saving money that are right for different people. So as we discuss things, I'm going to really talk in general terms. And also when it comes to money, there's a lot of perspective and a lot of privilege and a lot of um, just variables that affect things. So for instance, uh, to somebody who's just out of college, making $35,000 a year could be a ton of money. Whereas to somebody who is in their 30s or 40s and has two children, and that's their whole household income, that could feel like not a lot of money. And so I'm not in a place to say, hey, here's the right amount to make. And if you make this much It'll, like We can't necessarily talk numbers when talking money. What we can talk about is our health in the way that we mentally process the concept of money, which is what I want Caroline to really talk on because Caroline's actually the one that redefined my idea of money itself when she was only like 18 or 19, mm-hmm. and we'll start with that story. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only the health of our mental health whenever it comes to money, but also how we're prioritizing our needs versus our wants. A lot of young people that I talk to, and even not even young people, people of all ages that I talk to have such a, um, in my opinion, twisted idea of what is a need and what is a want. I meet so many people who we start talking finances because I love this topic and I love to help people find financial freedom and learn more about it. And I meet people and they're like, well, I don't have any, I live paycheck to paycheck and I don't have any room in the budget. And they'll have a full set of nails, a brand new iPhone, you know, a designer bag, Mm -hmm. an Apple laptop, a new car. And I'm like, we can go get you a used Honda and you can get nail polish at home and you can save a hundred dollars a month this year. Like, you know, or more than that, really, if you're talking, if they own a new car, like we we can save you $200 a month, which by the end of this year, you're going to have a savings account with $2,400, you know? So we're going to talk about that as well. And then I also asked you guys questions on Instagram. And after we kind of go through those, we'll answer some of those questions. Yes. I hope words are coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Okay. You tell the story about me from... 
what you just said. And then you'll describe yes, how you see I'll money. I'll describe it, yeah. Okay. So a really pivotal moment. I feel like I've always had a pretty healthy relationship with money. I am extremely privileged to come from a family who raised me learning a lot about personal finance, uh, managing your money, uh, retirement. It, it was a dinner table topic from a very young age. And just being able to have those conversations put me ahead. I mean, I, I, I mean, the privilege is just, it's unspeakable mm-hmm. having those tools. And so I, my parents, you know, from the time I was about 10, I started having to mow the lawn in order to get any kind of allowance or whatever it was. I had a list of things. And then when I turned 14, um, I started doing photography and charging people. And I got to file my first federal taxes Mm -hmm. and my first state taxes and um, all of that for my photography income. And then I was a lifeguard and I, you know, I always had a job going through in order to pay for things because my parents really wanted me to understand budgeting. So I think I had a healthy relationship. But then when I got out of college, it was a whole new time. And Caroline had just started working for me. I was about a year out of college. And we were on our way to a wedding, maybe two years out of college. I don't know. You weren't very old. Mm -mm. We were on our way to a wedding. And Caroline's phone made a little, like, ching. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, noise. And I looked at her. And to my brain, who had worked in boutique world, was like, was that a Shopify notification? Like, are you... Selling, selling something things, like yeah. what like congratulations on <laughs> on your sale um and caroline looked at me and was like no i have i have a money app that um sends me a positive affirmation about money every day mm-hmm. and i'm like who is this <laughs> like a what oh, what the fuck yeah literally and this has stuck with me ever since you said to me said it to me she was like i really want to make sure that i get as i get older what she was describing is keeping up with the Joneses. She was like, I don't want to keep up with the Joneses. You didn't say that, but yeah. I don't want to keep up with the Joneses. I don't want to look at other people and see money as good or bad. When I look at others, I want to have a healthy mindset and think of it as a tool. And she was like, cause that's all it is because somebody with a simple set of tools can make just as beautiful of a thing and like a, a life. life. Yeah than somebody with the fanciest and most expansive tools in the book. She's like, but we get so caught up by the fancy tools that we fail to see the beautiful thing that it's creating. And that, I was like, oh my gosh, this 17-year-old just exploded my brain. Uh And ever since then, I've really carried that with me, especially as I'm talking with friends about financial stability and independence and having that financial freedom, it's a tool. And what we're going to talk about are those tools. This is the longest intro of all time. (laughs) Caroline, tell me from your perspective (laughs) that. Yeah. So, um, I think I have a really big privilege in a different way than Joe does. Like we never talked about finances. We never did that per se, but I came from a single working mom, hardworking, you know, self-employed most my childhood. And she never talked about money negatively, ever. But it was hard. Like, looking back, I'm like, 
how did she even afford all that she did being a single mom? Like, I can't even wrap my head around it, but she never complained, never thought of it negatively. So I learned from that a lot. Anyways, so the app. So the Power of the Secret, what we talked about in our manifesting episode, it's that, but it's um, there's a lot of apps you can download for that, but there's a money one, and it's called money. It's called The Secret Money. And like Joe said, it gives me every single day a affirmation like... Do you still have the app? Yeah, I still have it. And so my today, I was going to read my thing today. So today it says, to attract money, focus on wealth. It is impossible to bring more money into your life when you focus on the lack of it. And so every day it's something different, but it's along those lines. Like money is energy. And I've always viewed it like that because my mom has taught me that. It's not good or bad, you know, it's just an energy. If you want to make more money, there is there are ways. What even if it's not having your nails done, like even if it's not you know, not actually working for mo- more money, there's always ways to have more money add up in Budgeting your bank is a form of additional income in a way. Yes. So, yeah, I've always viewed it as and that's really rare. I found out as I got older like, oh, you know, we now I have to pay for Netflix and you know a lot of people have negative relations to money and I never related I'm like and not that I was rolling in dough like at all but I was just like "Mm, there's more money to make and you can cut back and budget and do all these things so yeah I would highly recommend that app because there's a different there's a lot of different um, categories to that app too not just the affirmations you can put in what you want to manifest. So like, um, I'm trying to think what I've manifested. Like you can write down a whole list of things you want. Like, and it's it can be simple things like to buy a coffee next week. Or for me, it was a plane ticket to Italy when I moved or when I went back in September when I was having my worst year of my life. I manifested that. I was like, I'm going to make enough money to afford that. So you can program it to do that, and it also pays you. Fake pays you, so you receive what that feels like. So it will give you amounts like, congratulations, you have $500 in your bank account and your app. And so it feels good to have that, so it tricks your brain like, oh, money's not bad. Money's energy. Mm -hmm. I hope I explained that well. I never downloaded the app, but the conversation we had changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just I think I have a really skewed view of it in that sense of it's just energy. It's mm-hmm. not good or bad. It's helpful to have money, but it's just an energy. And that's the blank slate that money is only energy. And that's how we want you to think about it. And if that feels like it resonates with you, really take that and run with it. Because I think one of the biggest things we run into as humans in the culture that is, at least in America, I don't know what it is globally, um, we want to compare to each other. And we want to have a reason why Susie has something we don't. And and a lot of times that answer is it's a she has a privilege that we don't. And there may be things that we have that she doesn't have, but we're not going to focus on that. And so moving into talking money, it's just an energy blank slate. 
Don't compare yourself to anybody else's journey. If you're 40 and you have no retirement savings, so what? Get started now. And that's awesome. And I'm proud of you. And that's an accomplishment. You're 18 and you've been killing it for three years because you've been working at the ice cream shop and stashing stuff away while you're still living with mom and dad. Wow. That's great. And that's an accomplishment. And it doesn't say anything about you to compare to anybody else. No. Well, I just feel, I just realized this money, no one talks about, you know, how much they make really. And money is such a, you just don't talk about it. So why on earth would you even start to compare? You don't know. You don't know their financial and it's not your business. Well, and it's, it's just like, um, followers online. Yeah. At least that's been my experience with money. So I got out of college. I guess let me start here. I got out of college and I was making $26,000 a year at my full-time job around that. I think it was around that. And so I could barely pay rent. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't stashing away massive amounts of income. Um, I could pay my rent. I could get groceries and I had to be careful not to go crazy at the grocery store. And sometimes I would cry because I couldn't put gas in my car. (laughs) And I remember through that winter season, it was really hard because I was still doing photography on the side. And I will say that a huge thing that you can do to help your financial well-being and to help yourself independently is to go ahead and pick up a second stream of revenue. And we're going to do an entire episode in a few weeks dedicated solely to talking about different streams of income that you can take on and why that's so important. Cause I think it deserves a episode all its own. Um, but going into winter, you, you don't have any photography jobs. You don't have anything. And so I was like, okay, I have $700, you know, whatever, 600 of it. I do not remember. I'm yeah. not, these are not real numbers. <laughs> I have no idea. $600 of it's going to my rent, you know, and then, and then I have $50 for groceries and then I'm gonna have forty dollars left over. Like, and, and I have my dog. I'm like, right. and Boji's gonna have to go to the vet next month. <laughs> you know, and it was it was stressful. Mm-hmm. But I also started realizing that it was one hundred percent on me to cut back where I needed to cut back in order to figuratively, you know, save. And then it was also on me to pick up side income in order to live the lifestyle I wanted. Or start dreaming of what was next career-wise. Right. And I think the moment that you realize that you're in control and that the money is out there to be made, everything changes. Yeah, you're completely in control and you are an energy. And energies attract energies. And money's an energy. And if that makes no sense to you, I'm sorry, but it does to my head. So just think of it you can be a money magnet. Yes. And so I was making almost nothing and I got really dedicated. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to live like this. Um, it's stressful. And if you're in a place right now that that's where you are, wow, rock star, you're killing it. And you're probably doing a job that is so important. Right. I know so many people who are teachers in low income areas or, um, I don't know, other jobs like that. There are other jobs like that. 
um, out home healthcare yeah. um, workers. And, you know, just th- there are a lot of really important jobs that people do for passion out there that make very little. And at the end of the day, that's a choice. And I think it's a beautiful choice. And I think the system is broken. But having to budget is going to be really crucial and important. And so by no means am I belittling those careers and those choices and those passions, if that's what makes you happy. Um, Because I think that's incredible. And side income is going to be probably really important if that's the passion in your life. Uh, For me, I made this realization of, oh, working 40 hours a week for $26,000 a year, that's not what I want. And I was like, okay, I want to feel not tied down by income. And I also lived by myself and, and Matt and I weren't together. I was single, you know, mm-hmm. so that was everything. Um, and the reason I compare it to Instagram followers or like social media followers is because whenever I made that, I thought that $50,000 is so much money. I'm going to be happy when I make $50,000. And then I went after photography and I made $50,000 or something like that, that next year. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is still hard. I still don't have all the things Susie has. Why mm. does Susie have all of that? You know, I don't even know a Susie, but. <laughs> my grandma. <laughs> your grandma. Why, why does Susie have everything Susie has? <laughs> but, um, and, and so then it was like, okay, well, if I make six figures and I had this huge goal and I remember my first year that I did six figures in revenue, I was like, oh, I've made it. There are just more things. Yeah. So no going into this, it really, at least for me, I've not ever made an amount of money that I'm like, oh, it wasn't enough to feel like I'm secure. It's not the amount that makes you secure. It's what you do with what you have that makes you feel secure. Yes. So let's get started on what that is. (laughs) Did I get somewhere through all that? Yeah. I feel like I've been, so Caroline and I have been talking we've had to pause this a couple times because, which was really similar to how it was when Caroline, um, recorded our manifesting episode because manifesting is very important to Caroline and she struggled putting it into words because she wanted it to be so good for you guys that yeah, it, it's it was just, just pure hard. panic. And I have not had that experience until today. <laughs> and multiple times I've looked at Caroline and I'm like, I don't know. I, I have notes. And I can't get my words out to you guys because I want this to be so impactful to anybody listening. And I want you to feel so safe and comfortable to ask questions here and to feel regardless of your situation, like you've learned something that you can take home today. Mm-hmm. And I am stressed. Yeah, because she's she's so passionate about this and she you talk about about finances a lot, like even in just conversation. Um, and not that she's bragging. Not in a weird way. No, not in like I a hope. weird. No. She's just like, oh, like, are you budgeting? Or are you like, sh- that's her lingo. That's, and mine's witchy. Mine's like, oh, well, uh, are you manifesting manifested this? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's just hard to, I completely relate. It's just, I didn't relate till right now. And I now, <laughs> not that I was judging you as you were saying that. I was like, I guess that makes sense. But this is the first time I've experienced yeah. it. Okay. So 
The first thing I'm going to say to you guys, first and foremost, is if you are not saving anything and you're living paycheck to paycheck, um, that's okay, but let's change it. And that's the number one thing I'm going to say. I don't care if it's $5 a week. Um, you can download an app like acorns. A lot of banks offer roundups, even if it's not $5 a week, if it's just roundups, yeah. um, start somewhere, set up an automatic saving. It does not need to be much. And that way each week you have your money working for you because I think the majority of us, I meet very few people who don't occasionally grab McDonald's or a coffee, or a candy bar at the grocery store. I don't know. Like a a few dollar item somewhere and splurge. If you're in a situation that you feel like you're capable of doing that and picking up a couple dollar item, go ahead and set up that automatic draft, whether it be through your bank or through an app like Acorns, and start saving even just a little bit. Yeah. $5 a week, that's $250 over a year. That's something. And that's something to be proud of. And if you're not noticing that $5, make it 10. That's $500. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm not noticing $10, make it 15. And I think that's a really healthy way. If you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're not saving anything, make it that way. The way I look at my savings, I I'm crazy. We've talked about this a lot. And I said today, saving for me, we have, I'm going to pick on Reagan, poor Reagan. (laughs) Reagan needs her own like sticker of like (laughs) our friend Reagan loves designer bags, loves them. And they bring her a lot of joy and they're very fulfilling for her. Yes. I don't get it. Like it just cause it's not for me. I'm not judging her. I'm happy for her. Yeah. But we realized today, like for me, saving is like a designer bag. So when she has a really good year, she will buy herself a bag as like a, I did it. Mm -hmm. Splurge, go me, yeah. And I stash extra money into my um, little savings account, like my little fun money account as my, uh, you did it. Right. Because I get so much joy out of Mm -hmm. my savings account. And so if you can flip that mindset and enjoy it, that's huge. All right. Second thing, we're going to start reprioritizing our wants and needs. It's really important. At the end of the day, I think we as people have forgotten what we need versus what we want. And I think that we think we're a lot busier than we are because we're all so mentally drained from the technology. Mm-hmm. I think that we don't realize how much time we're losing to that. Um, so here are some things you need. You need water, <laughs> you need shelter, you need food, you need insurance. Maybe where you live, you need a car or access to public transportation. All of these things that are necessary in your lifestyle, you need to write down and figure out what they cost. Netflix is not a need. No. An iPhone 45 is not a need. (laughs) 
Um, a new 1,000-inch TV, not a need. N- not a need. A one-inch TV, <laughs> not a need. You don't need a TV. Mm-hmm. And it is okay to want all of those things. And it is okay to choose a few of them to have. You don't get it all. I haven't gotten a new, I haven't gotten a new laptop. This is seven years with my laptop. Mm. I've edited over 200 weddings, 400 portrait sessions, run workshops and everything (laughs) through a laptop that is running slow, but it's fine. Yeah. It sounds like, um, it's taking off. It sounds like a spaceship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It like, it's really time. Um, and I think we get so caught up and that to me, my computer is still a privilege. I still own a very nice computer, so I'm not complaining. I just like, I think we get caught up thinking we need the newest and latest and greatest because other people have it. And those aren't needs. And understanding that is what is going to help us figuring out our budget baseline, which I think is the single most important thing that you can understand. And it's what Caroline is talking about when I say I talk about finances and things a lot. Because when she got home from Italy and she decided, I'm not going to school, I remember looking at you and being like, all right, let's figure out your baseline. Yeah. I was like, okay, what is that? (laughs) Do you remember what we did though? Yeah, we like went through and you said, not, I don't remember exactly, but you were like, rent, tell me your rent. Tell me what you need. And yeah, were, that's what you said. You were trying to figure out, I remember what you were trying to figure out was, do I live by myself or do I live with roommates? Yeah. Can I afford to live by myself? And we talked about, well, what are your savings goals and how much, which it's a little bit different with us because we're a variable income. Mm-hmm. And so some months when you're self-employed, there are some months that you make double and other months that you make zero. Yeah. And so you, yeah, you kind of have to plan and finance for that. And I have a blog post all about that on my website, but, um, we, we sat down and kind of decided on average, what do you think you can make a month? And then you had to decide, I think it was about a $400 difference a month of living with a roommate or living by yourself. Mm -hmm. And I really valued, I was like, I don't think I'll be good with a roommate. I really want to live by myself. Right. And so we had to decide, okay, that means you can't have Netflix. That means you can't have Spotify premium. That my means nails you, can't, done. you can't get I, your nails done. I used to get my nail do, nails done every single week because I could. Yeah. I don't have that them done anymore. <laughs> no. Like that was... That's not a thing. That was gone. You... Um, I remember you wanted to get a new car and you didn't... Not a new car, but a new to you car. And you kept the one you had mm-hmm. because you wanted to live by yourself. And so, so that's the thing is you kind of have to start... It's different for everybody. Yeah, you have to make sacrifices for yes. your situation. And you have to decide, like, if living by yourself is super important, that's what it is. If you have kids, it's that's what it is. Like, you have that cost. Yeah. Um, and so what I had Caroline do, I don't know if I let you speak on that at all, but is ba- basically break down what's the bare minimum that you have to get by each month. So housing, food, transportation, insurance, And then once you've found that number, I always include a minimum saving goal because that means that I'm making contributions to my Roth IRA um, or my 401k, whatever it is that you have. 
And you don't necessarily have to put long-term savings into that baseline. But if you're trying to be better with money, your savings budget them in. Mm-hmm. You're helping future you, period. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and that's so important. So start by writing down, what does my housing cost each month? What do my utilities cost each month? What does food cost each month? What does insurance cost each month? Et cetera. And, and know what that number is. Mm-hmm. Without nails, without Netflix, just living. Mm-hmm. If you have kids, daycare, factor all that in. Yes. And that stuff's expensive. Or your car payment. If you have a car payment, if you have debt, mm-hmm. I highly recommend like prioritizing that um, student loans and getting those paid off. Everything you can prioritize, do. Now, where that gets hard I'm not telling you, you can never get your nails done. I'm not Dave Ramsey. Not that I think Dave Ramsey's bad. And if you're in a situation, a lot of you guys asked me um, in the Q&A, hey, I'm in a lot of debt. What do I do? I think something like Dave Ramsey and following steps like that for a few months is really good and can get you in a place that you're feeling a lot better. Um, But I don't believe in a world where you never treat yourself or you don't go out on a date or you don't. The thing is you need to have a healthy relationship with what treating yourself is versus all of a sudden creating a fancy lifestyle as a need. Yes. And I think a lot of people follow influencers and content creators online and are like, well, they shop all the time. So I should be able to shop all the time. They're not shopping all the time. Mm -mm. They're, they're creating content for brands. That's their job. Right. Um, and yeah, so, like even this necklace I'm wearing right now, a brand sent it to me. I did not pay for it. I don't own jewelry. Yeah, you're not really a jewelry. I think a about that a lot. Jewelry yeah, I, well, I wear the same jewelry, but I know a lot. Of, like JC has a lot of incredible jewelry, um, and it's all brand. Like a lot of it's brand right. collaborations, um, and I just always think that's really interesting yeah it's just a but perk of the job i'm just saying like at the root of everything don't compare i'm gonna keep saying that over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again okay i want to read some of the questions you guys asked because i think that's the way i can be most helpful um and so somebody a, a few episodes ago we did something where i talked about the app acorns and somebody sent me a message whenever i said we were doing an episode on this and said they signed up for Acorns after I talked about it, and they've lost six cents, and they're like, so I kind of want to delete the app. So I can talk about this in more than one capacity. Questions I got a lot were, how do I get started investing in the market, like in the stock market? And that's why I recommend Acorns. And two, if you if you lose money, don't panic. I'm going to compare it in a way that you may not have heard it before. So Acorns is an app. They do roundups, automatic withdrawal, and they invest in the stock market. I think you can decide from like five different, this isn't an ad. I sound like I'm, I'm like pitching an ad. This is just an app I use. Um, but I think they have five different categories. Like I think you can do, um, like really conservative, conservative, moderate, aggressive, really aggressive or something along those lines. Um, and what you want to consider is what the goal of that account is. 
And if you're trying to learn about the stock market and how it works, that's a great way because it's going to evenly diversify you amongst lots of different stocks. It's not, I was explaining to Caroline earlier that a lot of people get into the stock, like some, like a couple of people DM'd and were like, are you into the stock market? Like which stocks would you recommend buying? And that's a hobby to me. Mm-hmm. A serious hobby. Yeah. Th- that's not a saving strategy. Yeah. That's not a, and I'm not saying people don't make money at it. I think people make money gambling. Like they're professional poker players. Right. Um, and I think they're just like they're people who invest in individual stocks as a career. But if you're just looking to do better savings wise, you're better off being diversified rather than going in and saying, I'm going to buy Tesla. Yeah. That, that's, that's a hobby. Dangerous. And if you want to do that, like if that interests you and you enjoy it as a hobby, go for it. That's not a saving strategy though. Have your separate secure savings that are diversified, which is why an app like Acorns is awesome in my opinion to at least get your feet wet. Mm-hmm. And then you can expand and you can get with a platform like Vanguard or Wells Fargo. I don't know. There are all kinds yeah. of them. You have to decide what fits best for you, but, and you can look into more options, but Acorns, <laughs> it invests you in the market, well-diversified, and you can do your roundups and you can do a weekly draw or a monthly draw as well. And it will let you get your feet wet for how the stock market works. Now, when you buy a stock, it is not a savings account. And so when you're investing, imagine a stock being like a, I need a general item. Apple. No, not Apple. Do uh... That doesn't go bad. Oh, okay. Jean jacket. Great. <laughs> Great. Okay, so you have a denim jacket, and you invest in this denim jacket, and it was $50 when you bought it, Um, and you bought it as an investment, and all of a sudden, the market on jean jackets just crashes, and they're telling you your one jean jacket that you bought is only worth $10 now, and you spent $50. Yes, it's going to read as you've lost $40, but you still own one whole denim jacket. So as long as you don't sell that denim jacket while it's only worth $10, you have not lost any money because you still own one whole denim jacket. So when the denim jacket market recovers, which historically it has never not recovered, it has consistently gone up as long as you're willing to give it time for the history of ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. So if you just hold on to your one denim jacket, a year from now, it might be worth $200. And you can choose to sell it then or leave it in the market. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yes. Okay. To me, it does. Okay. So to you who sent me a message saying you've lost six cents, Caroline just silently sneezed, and it was the most <laughs> impressive thing I have ever seen. Wow. Did that I, hurt? No. I was going to tell you to stop, but I'm like, nah, I can do it silent, and then I just went for it. Wow. Okay. That was incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, um, so to the person who said they've lost six cents, you haven't lost six cents unless you choose to transfer your money out. 
don't don't delete the app um, unless you think that that's not for you, but your money, like whenever um, COVID hit last March, do you remember this? I was like, do you have acorns? Yeah. Okay. You have it. My friend JC has it. A lot of my friends have downloaded it over the years. And I had a couple friends who were kind of newer, like that I got into it um, in the fall of the last year. And when March hit, I called all of those friends because I was like, do not take (laughs) your money out of this app right now. Uh Because March hit, there was the, the, and COVID hit and the market tanked Mm -hmm. in reaction to it. And like, I think I lost, like lost with bunny ears because I think I was down like 15% or something like that. Like it looked really bad. Um, and I like called all those friends. I was like, don't touch it. You still own, you know, one whole denim jacket or like, you know, (laughs) two denim jackets Mm -hmm. and it's going to be okay. And sure enough, by the end of last year, the market was up like 18%. Nobody lost anything Mm -hmm. unless you pulled your money out. Right. So give it time and don't check it every day. Yeah. Cause that's just stressful. Um, so yeah, that's acorns and that's my what I would say is getting intro to the market is start understanding what diversifying is. Start understanding what your goals are. Cause if you're short-term saving for a car, for a house that vacation. might look different. Yeah. Vacation. That's going to look a lot different and you're going to want to be in something that's more conservative um, because it doesn't have as long to sit there. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you're saving for retirement, you can be more aggressive because chances are over the course of 30 years, it's going to recover. Yeah. I don't, I never know if I'm making sense when I'm talking or if I've completely lost everybody. So, um, yeah, I, I love acorns. Um, okay. Somebody said that they're 18 and want to move from Utah to Hawaii, but they don't know how to do that financially save. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the number one thing. Um, you're going to want a job, whether that be working part-time serving shaved ice or, a side hobby like photography or content creation. Those are just mine. You can also start an Etsy shop. Um, there, there are a lot of those that are low barrier. And like I said, we're going to do an episode on that, but, um, get a job, start saving, and then go ahead and put together your cost of living. Like we talked about, and we're going to include that blog post that goes over the cost of living, Mm -hmm. um, or that baseline equation in the show notes. Um, but put together that baseline, find out how much you need and then save two months worth of living expenses. And then that way you can move to Hawaii and you have two jobs to find a, a, or two months to find a job and figure out how you're going to pay for things. Yeah. But make sure, you know, not Utah cost of living, make sure you're basing it on Hawaii cost of living, which is more expensive. Another reason we can never compare. Yeah. Yeah. And I would suggest, like, even maybe asking your parents, if you live with your parents now, be like, how much do you pay in rent? Or how much would you want me to pay in rent if I, you know, were a roommate? Um, And then they might tell you, whatever, $200. Great. Save that. Be like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm renting into my bank account to help future me. Yes. Because I did that, and that really helped, like okay, how much, like, I'm just living here for free. Like, how much would I pay you? And my mom's like, X amount. I'm like, cool. And then on the side, I would just save that. 
Well, and that, that goes for student loans, car payments, literally anything that you have a financial obligation right now in terms of um, paying back, which a lot of us do. When you get to the end of that car loan, don't think of it as, oh, it's time to buy another car. Unless you need a new car. Like if you, if you, if your car is not operating yes. well, like there, there are, there are reasons always to make different decisions than what I'm suggesting. So do what's right for you, but hold on to your car and don't think of if you're spending $300 a month on a car payment and you now own your car outright after five years of pain on it, eight years of pain on it, whatever. Um, don't all of a sudden be like, oh, now I make $300 more a month because I don't have to pay that. No, no, no. Try and own your car for three more years or five more years and keep paying yourself that $300 a month to a new account that is the down payment on your next car. Yeah. Okay. Now here's what you've set yourself up for. Okay. So let's say you did that for a year. That's $3,600 in cash that you're going to get to put toward a down payment on your next car. And let's say you're being smart and you get a used, like I said, I love a used Honda, (laughs) used Toyota. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just, I'm not that into cars. And like we talked about earlier, if cars are your thing, it's okay to get a nice car if it's within your budget. But that means that you're probably going to need a roommate. Yeah. You need to make sacrifices. Whatever it is. Like you have to weigh what's important to you. For me, cars have never been that big of a deal, so I always am buying something used. Um, So you have that $3,600. Well, now you only have to have three years of car payment on this car because you're ahead. Yeah, you're you're smart. So now three years. Then since I kept my car for eight years, I got to do five years of $300 a month paying to myself. I'm doing the math on my phone because <laughs> I can't do that in my head. Now I have $18,000. I can buy a used car in cash. Right. You know, or I can put 18000 toward a down payment and get myself a nicer car if I want, you know. And then you're working your way to financial independence by doing that. Yeah. And it's the same thing with student loans. Now student loans come in an array of sizes. I know that there are some of you that are listening that may have the privilege of being debt-free out of school. That's great. That's not very many people. Mm. And I know it ranges from I have $10,000 in student loans or maybe even less to I have $200,000 in student loans. And it's okay. You've got this. Yeah. You have got this. You can climb out of the hole one way or another. And and it, it was a strategic hole. Yes. The education you have is valuable. Yes. And we're proud of you. And, you know, work your way out. But when it's paid off, don't all of a sudden be like, oh, now I make that much more a month. It's teaching you how to budget. Yeah. Save that money. I don't know. That's that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. And that's a great way to help yourself yes. out. Um, somebody asked how to make money and save money. And set yourself up for financial sex words. How to save, make money, and set yourself up for financial success while in college. Mm. Work. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be my number one suggestion is you're going to have to get a job um, and save. 
Yeah, start grinding. And make that savings automatic. And the biggest tip I think that helped me in college is separating accounts. Like I got a couple savings accounts. Okay. Um, and I had like the money I could spend, but then my savings went in a separate account. So I wasn't tempted to touch oh, it. Yeah, that's smart. I think that's really important yeah. for me. Well, yeah. And yeah, you have to know yourself in that sense. Like I used to be a spender because, you know, I didn't, my parents had a roof over my head. I was living off them for food and whatever. I paid gas anyways, but where was I going with that? Oh, you have to know yourself in the way, like, am I a spender? If I'm going to see that money, is it going to dwindle down? I'm not like that. I've gotten to a point where I'm, if I go into a boutique, I'm not going to buy something just to buy it because I'm not at that state in my life to do that. So you get healthy in that sense. It's like the nails. Don't get your nails done. It's okay to have I don't not- think that many people get their nails done, but for some reason, that's one I'm always really fixated on. I feel like on. a lot of people get their nails done. Do they? Well, my age, like I see all the time, and that's great if that's your thing, like the bags, like the cars, whatever. Great but you can't have done. the bag, the car, and live alone. No. If, unless you are making like, the money yeah. to do all of those things. Right. But yeah, I see all the time, like, oh, my nail's done. And I'm like, oh my God, like, that's like... every two weeks, which adds up. Like that doesn't sound like a lot, but it adds up and you could save all that money and be, do something else with that. Well, but yeah, grind like my, that's over a thousand dollars a year. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not in college. I don't have debt because I never went. So I'm very privileged in that sense. Uh, My boyfriend, he has to work and he grinds. Um, he's a waiter at Ruth's Chris, and you know he he doesn't love it, but he works hard to make money to live a life he wants in college. Matt worked front desk at a hotel. Oh, really? All of college. And he worked like thirty hours a like week, and he was a chemical engineer, and he was dating. Me. I know. Yeah. I never even thought about it. That was probably really hard. Mm-hmm. You just did it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just start grinding. Like, figure out ways to save. And even, like, I was thinking about this the other day. If I had roommates, how much money, obviously how much money I would save on rent, but not only that, groceries. Like, be creative. Like, okay, guys, let's do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, grocery and cooking and then save those meals and have leftovers. You don't need to go out every single day or buy groceries for yourself every single day. That's pointless. Right. Start being smart. Right. Be creative. There are a lot of creative ways. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just hard because finance, like finances in general are such individual. It really depends on who you are, what privileges you do or don't have and something i've learned talking about this is everybody has different like ways that they're ahead and other people have like it's just we all have something like for me i was 
like my parents didn't pay for anything starting my scene, like my senior year of college on, it was me mm-hmm. and like all me, right. <laughs> it wasn't, um, you know, we'll do this or do that. And I just learned today. <laughs> I don't know why, I guess I just never thought about it. And it makes perfect sense that a lot of people's parents keep helping them when they get out of college so that they can maintain whatever lifestyle that they had through their parents. I didn't have, have that. So I didn't even think about it. I was just like, Oh, and then we're all on our own. Yeah. Um, and, and so don't get caught up on what other people have. Somebody, uh, sent a question. This is a really good question. And I think this is really good for you and I to talk about, um, how do you deal with feeling like you need to keep up with friends? If you have friends who make substantially more than you or Um, don't have as aggressive of saving goals as you, or they have lots of help from mom and dad or grandma and grandpa or, you know, whoever, and you don't have any help. Um, how do you go about that? Yeah, that's really interesting because it really relates to us. Obviously you're in a different life stage than I am. Right. And I don't, I don't think about it. Like I don't, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, um, kind of resent people for having money. Like, Oh, her mom bought her that or of course she got that because her husband or she has that nice job I wish I had and on and on and on I don't do that and I've never done that and I like even with you obviously you make more money and you can do more things than I can financially but I'm not like oh Joe can do that of course she can don't you think I'm really aware though no. Aware how? Aware how? Like, if we go get coffee, I'm always like, I got it. You pay for your coffee a yeah. lot. But, like, if I think about, oh, I've taken Caroline through a drive through yeah, yes, four yes. times this week. I couldn't have done that when I was 21. Do yeah, you know what I mean? And are, so yeah. I, I guess the thing I, I just want to say, like, I'm guessing this person, the person they're around, isn't aware. Yes. So how do you handle that? Yeah. I think you just say it. Yeah, just not you don't. don't say you have more. You say, "Hey, I can't afford it." Yeah. No, yeah, I even in Italy, like um I had a friend and she opaired. I had a lot of opairing friends, but one of them in particular made less than most of the opairs just cuz of her family situation that she was nannying for. And she would just flat out be like, "You know what? I have only this X amount of dollars and I'm, I can go on, cause we were planning trips, like weekend trips to Florence or Rome or whatever. And she's like, you know, I'm going to miss the Rome one, but I'll catch you guys in Florence. And that's what she had to do. Like, we weren't like, oh, like she can't, we weren't And if your her. friends are like that, bye. Those aren't good friends. No. Yeah. Don't hang out with them. But don't assume people are thinking about you like that. People get it. Yeah. At least I, I, I feel like most of the people I'm around. Yeah. Everybody at some, not everybody. I know that. I think sometimes though, we really think a lot more people than actually do have these huge privileges. Like they don't understand having lived paycheck to paycheck. And I'm not saying those people don't exist, but I think there are a lot more few and far in between than we think. And I think a lot of us, try and put on a show like we've never understood that feeling yeah 
I think most I most people, at least most of my friends that I interact with, understand having lived paycheck to paycheck yeah. at some point. Yeah. And so I think that's impossible. Yeah, like, really you just important. have to. Yeah, like even with me dating Chris, obviously I make more money than Chris at this moment in time. Because she's he, working full time and he's a student. He, right. He works. But. Yes. Um. And I, I don't know. He's never voiced this to me, but I'm sure it was like, oh shit. How am I going to impress this girl? Like, she makes more money. I make more than that. Right. <laughs> always have. Well, not always. Most most of my career I have. Yeah. But you know, but I'm trying to get there with, like, being... Because for our relationship, me and you, I'm that younger, mm-hmm. like, less financially stable position. But I have also been... You're the more financially stable in most of your relation, peer relationships. Yes. Yes. Yeah, just get better friends. <laughs> I don't know if that's advice. Yeah, because, like, I don't judge Chris. Like, I'm not like, oh, like, yeah, I make more money. Uh, no. Like, I get it. I understand his circumstance, and he understands mine. The amount of tools you have, money is a tool. And the amount or, uh, like, quality of... Th- those tools does not assign your value. Mm-mm. Period. Right. I- it doesn't matter. I have friends who are all over the range on income. A- and that's how high school was for me too. I, I had friends who grew up in <laughs> mansions with nannies. Mm-hmm. And I had friends who grew up with single moms in a a tougher part of town and everybody's had equal value in my life Mm -hmm. we're all walking different paths don't feel bad for walking yours yep it's the same as anything else yep there's no right and i think sometimes we get caught up I think it's the same thing that we talk about with body image. We, we get caught up feeling like we need to, I'm at a stage where I don't look as good or I've put on some weight and I, I lose that weight. But since I'm around a bunch of girls who already looked great, I don't feel like I can celebrate that I'm doing well. Hell yeah, you can mm-hmm. screw those. Not, you know, we love people, <laughs> but like screw the idea that you can't celebrate where you are just because somebody else has already been there. Yeah. So what if all your friends are debt free and live in mansions? You just paid off your last car payment. Awesome. Throw yourself a freaking party if right. you want to. Because you've earned it and you've right. worked hard. Or you're now you're saving $100 a month. Great. That's huge. Huge. Yeah, you just have to get in a better mindset around the idea of money. That's it. Like, And stop judging people. Period. You live your life, you make whatever amount of money you want to make, if you can, and figure out what lifestyle you like to live. I'm so excited to hit the episode in a couple weeks about side hustles. Mm -hmm. That's going to be fun. And if you make cash, this is going to seem seemingly, but somebody listening works a job where they're a waitress, like they're in college and they get cash tips, somebody, maybe, if you're listening and you end up with a lot of cash, every time you get a $5 bill, put it in the, don't spend $5 bills. 
that, that was a trick for me in college because I was getting, when I was doing photography jobs, people would tip me oh. and they'd give me $25 or $5. And anytime I got a $5 bill, I would put it in a piggy bank and not spend it because mm-hmm. that wasn't income I was expecting. And at the end of the three years that I did that, I had like 800 bucks. Yeah. And I just went and deposited it in the bank. But like little things like, granted, if you don't work a job <laughs> where you get any cash, yeah. obviously that doesn't help you. And that's not everybody. But that $5 bill trick always really helped yeah. me too. Yeah. Because sometimes it's hard to save if you're in an income capacity where it's tips and you're getting cash yeah. and goes in, comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, like my brother, he worked as a bar back at 16. And I remember when I was little, I was like four or five, going into his room and like just 100s laying around and he saved it all. I was like, wow. No. Because he could. And if you have the privilege of living at home or if you have those of you listening who have those extra privileges that I had, I'm just going to put it pretty mm-hmm. bluntly. I've had a lot of them. I, I I never moved back home or anything. But if you have the opportunity to move back home after college for a year and save, do it. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't be, don't feel like you need to keep up with Susie, who moved to Chicago and got an Audi. And <laughs> like, let Susie do Susie. Yeah. And if you want to go back home and your parents are offering you the privilege of living in your childhood bedroom for 12 months and you can stash away money and and get ahead and then, you know, you can move to Chicago debt-free or whatever. Maybe not. I don't know. Everybody's situation is different. It's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. You're not less valuable for doing that. Mm -hmm. And Susie's not less valuable for going to Chicago and getting her Audi, and you have to do what's right for you. Yep, period. And make your savings automatic. Mm-hmm. I wish that was a song. Yeah, you could make one. Yeah. We have the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kind of conclude. This was a Q&A I got a lot, and this can be kind of our Q&A, I guess, this week. Cool. Um, people asked how I budget, and I am at the point in my life where I am making money beyond what covers my basic needs. And so I've been able to really focus on things that I want, things that I want to save and prepare for. Um, I've been able to do extra to get ready for baby coming. Um, I'm able to start thinking about what I want to do in order to help them get ahead. And I'm able to prioritize giving back Mm -hmm. I'm able to prioritize when Caroline and I go out, I can cover her coffee or Chris has got, or, you know, her and if the four of us go out for dinner, Matt and I can pick up dinner and it won't always be like that. There'll be a time that Caroline takes off and kills it or Chris takes off and kills it and they'll treat us to dinner. Like it's coming. Right. And I know that, but because I'm in that place, the way I budget at this point is I actually budget my savings first. Um, this isn't the way I would recommend starting, but, um, I've found I don't like to budget my spending. Um, but I'm not a spender. Yeah, she's not. 
And so I go in and I have an automatic withdrawal to my um, Roth IRA. I have an automatic withdrawal to long-term savings. I have an automatic withdrawal to my Acorns account. And then whatever's left over, or I mean, whatever automatic, pay my bills, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then whatever's left over in my account, that's what I have to spend. And when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. But that's kind of a weird way of doing things. Yeah, that makes sense. That's just where I am at this point and that I can do it that way. Mm -hmm. And we check in once a quarter. Mm Mm-hmm. Matt and I sit down together and we look over everything once a quarter and go, okay, where are we? Could we up savings? Like, should we, are we spending too much? Like, should we up that savings even more? Um, You know, are we tight? Are we, you know, how are we feeling? Mm -hmm. Adjust, pivot. Yeah. Adjust as we need to. How are you feeling after today? Good. (laughs) What are you going to do? What was the question again? What was the specific, or what? Oh, I was answering the question of how do I budget. Oh, oh, oh gotcha. Um, but I feel um, like you don't necessarily super budget right now. No, yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I need to figure out more of, and I know all of the answers. I just haven't written them down. So, like, for me, my quote-unquote designer bag purchases, or new car, food. Spending money on good food. Like, I will drop $200 on a dinner, and that's fulfilling, and I can. Like, I'm. that's what I spend my money on. Anyway, so I think I need to break down better, like, I don't even know. Like, maybe. Boundaries? What? Boundaries, maybe? Yeah, just, like, because I'm not a spender. Like, I don't shop I don't and I have a lot of privileges in my mom and I wear the same clothing my mom and I are close I shop and she buys all the clothes mainly so I don't have to do that I do buy things out of my closet yeah I borrow I do buy clothing but I just I'm not a spender in that way I don't go shopping I don't do that so I think just bettering myself and, like, where is my money going exactly? Because I know-ish, but not really. Like, I'm, like, if that makes any sense. Total sense. Yeah. I just need to get more strict and a structure down mm-hmm. of this, this, this. And here's my extra money. And here's all of that. And we're going to open retirement. Yes. <laughs> I was smiling like ear to ear. <laughs> I've been fighting, not not like that you're fighting me on it. Yeah. But probably probably about once a quarter. Yeah. I go, so have you opened your retirement account? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know she's 21, and I've been saying this to her since she was 18. Yeah. Or probably even younger than that. I know. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But it's important. I, if you're in high school and you're listening to this, or if you're really young and listening to this, the earlier you save, the more time it has to grow. Get going. Mm-hmm. If you have that opportunity. Right. And your future you, you will be like, holy fuck. Smart. Yeah. Good job, Caroline. Yes. Good job, 21-year-old Caroline. Yes. Yeah. And it feels like you have all this time, and then you blink and you're 35. With kids and uh, yeah. the Yeah, and you're things. like, man, 
I could have stashed away $400 a year and that would have put me ahead right now. But, but it's hard whenever you're in that, but don't, as we say that to the younger people, yes, younger people go for it, please do it. But if you're 35 and listening to this and you haven't started, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Start now. You've got this and we'll throw you a party for that too. Yeah. (laughs) It's all worth celebrating Mm -hmm. and you're not any more or less valuable for any of it. Yep. Just always, instead of focusing on what we haven't done, focus on what we can do moving forward to keep doing and being better. Yeah. And to just feel secure. Mm-hmm. Something about knowing if your car breaks down that going to the shop isn't going to make you cry. Mm-hmm. I talked about this this year. I called Matt. I went in and they told me that I needed all four new tires. And I, of course, was like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, they're always trying to rip me off. Yeah. I, I would go look at my tires. I was like, oh, I need four new tires. Right. Like, th- they were horrible. And um, I went in and I was like, yeah, great, four new tires. He's like, do you want to do all of them right now? And I was like, yeah. And they did them and whatever. I paid the bill and I got in the car and I called Matt and I go, I just had my, like a big financial accomplishment. He's like, what? And I said, I just bought four new tires without knowing I needed them. And I didn't cry. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, okay. I've cried Here's every time prior to that. <laughs> Cause I'm like, oh my God, what? Like yeah. that's a big. Yeah. That's panicky. Yeah. And so getting there. Oh. That's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got this. All right. We're going to do a content creator Q&A next week. So check our Instagram page or send us DMs or emails. If you have any questions about content creation, um, we're going to try and be really transparent. Yeah. So share anything and everything um, that we know. Uh, I'm obviously, we've both been creating content for a long time, but we're kind of new er to it being a large chunk of our income. Right. Um, but totally willing to answer any and all questions. Um, hoping that we can help those of you out that may be interested in pursuing it, or maybe just those who want to know more about the world. how the heck are these people mm-hmm. doing it and why are they doing it? Right. Um, yeah. So check out that Q and a thanks for listening to me talk <laughs> forever. And, uh, Caroline, you have anything? No. Happy whatever day you're listening to this. We love you. <laughs> Caroline always wants to say a day of the week so I bad. I just want to say Monday. Like, happy Monday, guys. But it may not be Monday. So. Whatever day it is, it's a beautiful day. Yeah. And stop comparing. <laughs> yep. And on that note. And nothing matters. <laughs> yeah, nothing matters. <laughs> on that note, I'm Caroline. And you can find me at Caroline Selty on Instagram and TikTok. You can find me, Joe, at Joe Johnson Overby on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, Pinterest everywhere. Um, and you and can find ground. the podcast yeah. at Middle, Middle Ground, ground podcast, podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and you can email us hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. And also, a few weeks ago, we had a trouble with Apple Podcasts, our podcast showing up for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. If you can't find our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or one of those platforms, you can always go and listen on our website. Yeah. So don't forget that. Mm -hmm. Love you guys. Hope this was helpful. (laughs) And thanks for dealing with this pregnant woman's brain. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye.